This is Soccer News IV. Soccer News IV, it's in your veins. Brought to you by Soccerom.com. From Bumblebee to high school to college to the pros, before the best coaches go to practice, they go to Soccerom.com. Hello and welcome. I'm Stephen Parr, the host of Soccer News IV. Well, it has been by far the busiest offseason in the history of Major League Soccer. So here are your MLS headlines. David Beckham is coming to L.A. Now, unless you've been living under a rock or way too obsessed by American Idol to pay attention to anything else, you already knew that Bex was coming to MLS this summer and that the Galaxy was going to pay him $250 million over five years to do it. And you may be asking yourself, is it worth it? Well, I think so. And for two reasons. First, MLS is not going to pay him $250 million. I know you've heard that figure on the news and in the papers, But look, you can't trust the media, especially when it comes to complicated facts and figures. It basically takes too much time to get it right, so most places just gloss over the details. Most of that money is in promotions and marketing rights that have very little to do with MLS or the Galaxy. It has a lot more to do with Adidas and T-shirt sales. If you really want to know what went down financially with this deal, then go to sportsillustrated.com, look up Grant Wall's article from January 17th. It's very well written and really clears up all the misinformation about how much MLS and AEG are really going to pony up per year for the blonde Brit. It's much, much less than $250 million. Now, they will pay him more than any other MLS player has ever been paid before, and they are able to do this because the league passed the so-called David Beckham rule last fall, which basically created a salary cap loophole. And how lucky is that? They have a David Beckham rule, and the first person they sign under the rule just happens to be named David Beckham. Talk about kismet. Now, if they'll just pass the so-called Stephen Parr rule, the second reason this is worth it is because I didn't have to tell you about it. You already knew. Why is my irrelevance a good thing? Well, it means that the David Beckham story was the top story on ESPN. Fox Soccer Channel, heck, even your local news. This is getting more mainstream media coverage than any other event in American soccer ever. This is already bigger than Pelé playing for the Cosmos. The media hype surrounding Bex and his wife, Posh Spice, has Hollywood foaming at the mouth. Admittedly, that's not saying much, but other parts of the country are equally as excited. And it doesn't really matter how good Bex is on the field. So much of what he is going to bring to the league, he already delivered without stepping one foot into the USA. One more bit of news about the Galaxy. It appears the green and gold will be no more. GM Alexi Lalas has hinted at a logo and color change for the arrival of David Beckham. Apparently, Alexi doesn't think of green or gold when he pictures a galaxy in his mind. He says he thinks galaxies are dark blue. And that's perfect because, well, there aren't enough teams in MLS with blue in their logos or their jerseys. All there is is just New England, Chicago, Real, Salt Lake, FC Dallas, Red Bull, New York, Chivas, USA, Kansas City Wizards, and eventually San Jose. 
No, really, if L.A. does this, then the only two teams that won't use red and or blue will be Houston and Columbus, and even Houston has sky blue piping. Now, another big-name player who has been in the U.S. before is also joining MLS for this season under the Beckham rule. Red Bull New York signed former U.S. captain Claudio Reyna earlier this month. Reyna was released by his English club Manchester City during the January transfer window. Reyna will now play for Bruce Arena for the third time in his career. Reyna played for Bruce on the U.S. national team during the 2002 and 2006 World Cup runs. They also teamed up back when Bruce coached the University of Virginia to several national championships. The biggest question on this deal is how long Reyna will remain healthy. He has a history of big-time injuries in the Premier League, and he ain't getting any younger. Speaking of maturing players, Freddie Adu is no longer a member of D.C. United. He was traded to Real Salt Lake for some future allocation and financial concessions. Real needs a star to pull in more fans and win local support. And Adu wanted to play for a team where he could be the star and the attacking center midfielder. And that was never going to happen as long as Christian Gomez was still running United's midfield. Real coach John Ellinger is very familiar with Freddie. He used to coach Adu for the U.S. national team, so this move is a bit of a reunion. Unfortunately, Freddie may not play in Utah for very long. The team's days in Salt Lake now appear to be numbered. On Monday, team owner Dave Checkets announced on local radio that the stadium deal was dead, soccer in Utah was dead, and that he would sell the team to some new owners by Friday. All this came after Salt Lake County decided not to provide public money to fund infrastructure improvements for the Real Salt Lake Stadium. I will not pretend to know exactly what's going on in Utah behind closed doors, but something here stinks. In public, all the local officials say they like soccer, but they just don't see this paying off. The newspapers in Salt Lake have been particularly nasty to the Real Salt Lake team and Dave Checkets from the beginning. Just last week, one of the papers published a poorly researched article on why MLS will never become profitable. I read the article and I just couldn't figure it out. Maybe two years ago you could have made the argument. But just consider what has happened in MLS in the last eight months alone. New stadiums in Chicago, Denver, and Toronto, not to mention the ones that already exist in L.A., Dallas, and Columbus. New York. New York just broke ground on their new stadium, and even if no one ever shows up there for a single game, Red Bull New York will still be more profitable just by not being in the Meadowlands. MLS signed multi-million dollar deals with ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, Univision, and Fox Soccer Channel. And for the first time in the history of American soccer, the top professional league is earning money from television rights. And so then some hack in Salt Lake goes off and says MLS is doomed. Some accountants hired by the Salt Lake County politicians conclude the same thing about Real Salt Lake. And the whole thing goes up in smoke. I don't know what went wrong. I don't know why the print media was so hostile. And I don't know why the politicians were so afraid of supporting soccer. The governor of Utah appears to be trying to make some sort of a last-minute deal. We'll just have to wait and see they can pull off a miracle before the end of the week. Now, other fans that are hoping for a local franchise of their own are wondering where Real will move to. One of the possible candidates is St. Louis. Real St. Louis on the downside. Real is Spanish and St. Louis is French. But on the upside, they can still be called RSL and wouldn't have to change the logo. I would not expect this franchise to go to San Jose. Lou Wolf, the owner of the Oakland A's, is already in a deal with MLS 
He basically has an existing franchise. He's just waiting on a stadium. Buying Real Salt Lake wouldn't help him at all. Seattle and Philadelphia are two other possible candidates. Don Garber has mentioned that MLS wants to be in both of those cities in the near future. Cleveland, Ohio is another possibility since that city seems close to building a soccer-specific stadium and would then just need a franchise. On to coaching news, D.C. United's coach Peter Novak is now working for the U.S. national team as an assistant to Bob Bradley. Bradley coached Novak back when both men were with the Chicago Fire. Former D.C. assistant Tom Son takes over now as head coach for United. There have been other coaching moves. FC Dallas fired Colin Clark after a disappointing postseason. They replaced him with Steve Morrow. Morrow was also an assistant to Colin Clark and played for Dallas as a defender back when the team was known as the Burn. And in L.A., another former player takes over as a head coach. Precky is the new head coach for Chivas USA. Precky served as the assistant coach to Bob Bradley during Chivas' 2006 season. Before that, Precky played for the first 10 seasons in MLS for Kansas City and the Miami Fusion. And since we've talked about Bob Bradley, let's get to some national team news. U.S. men's national team beat Denmark 3-1 earlier this month. No, it wasn't the biggest stars from Denmark, but then again, it wasn't the first teamers for the U.S. either. And most of the players who grabbed headlines were newbies to the national program. Kenny Cooper and Jonathan Bornstein both put away goals in their first caps. Ricardo Clark had a good performance in central mid, and Justin Mapp went on a run through the Danish defense that will be talked about by fans for years to come. So, all in all, it was a good showing for the young Yanks and for interim head coach Bob Bradley. The team's next test is a friendly against Mexico on February 7th. That game will be shown live on ESPN2 and Univision. The men's U-20s are on their way to the World Cup thanks to a 5-0 thumping of Panama. Freddie Adu had two goals and an assist. It was the U.S.'s fifth straight U-20 World Cup appearance. The tournament will take place in Canada from June 30th through July 22nd, and the women's national team is in China for the Four Nations Cup. The U.S. tied Germany 0-0 and then tied England 1-1, but they could still take home the hardware if they beat China on January 30th. Heather O'Reilly scored the U.S.'s only goal of the tournament so far. That's all we have time for. I will return with more preseason news in the coming weeks. I need to say thanks to SoccerRom.com for all of their support. For Soccer News IV, I'm Stephen Parr. Remember, Soccer News IV, it's in your veins.